You're listening to episode 12 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurity. I'm your host, Katri Barrett. With each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, hello, Curiosity Clubbers. Here we are, back again. I've loved hearing about how you got on with the progressive muscle relaxation exercise that I shared with you in last week's episode. It turns out that a lot of us have tension headaches in common. Who knew? They're awful things. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can jump back an episode and check that out after we finished here. Because I have loved preparing this particular episode for you. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can reconnect with your intuition and make better decisions that serve you more. Have you ever had a feeling that something wasn't quite right? Perhaps when you're on a first date with someone or when you go for an interview for what seemed like your ideal job on paper. If you have experienced this before, perhaps you then shrugged off any doubts, telling yourself that it's your dream partner and dream job and what you've always wanted only to break up or hand in your notice five months later because you then realise it wasn't right for you after all. Do you find yourself saying that you should have listened to your gut? Then it sounds like you could do with getting in touch with your intuition more often. Our Western culture has taught us to be logical when we're making our decisions, whether it's deciding what to eat for lunch, who your life partner is going to be, or whether or not you should sell 51% of the shares of your business. Chances are society has led you to believe it's best to make a rational decision rather than listening to a hunch you have from a gut feeling. Before making a decision, it's important to think of all the potential outcomes, weigh up the pros, the cons, and make sure that it's a decision that suits everyone involved. But is it really? What if you could live from a place of pure understanding, guided by an inner voice that knows exactly what's best for you, giving you access to knowledge without the need for finding proof, searching for evidence, or deliberating via conscious reasoning? Wouldn't life be so much easier? The truth is that this form of natural intelligence is already within us all. We are intuitive beings. We've just become accustomed to listening more to our rational minds instead. By learning how to understand things more instinctively again, we can all tap into this inner guide more often and make decisions that are more aligned with what it is we really want and really feel. And by doing so, perhaps save ourselves a lot of misunderstandings, time and heartache along the way. For millennia, we have set ourselves apart from animals. With our ability to reason, with our instinct, rather than just go around smelling each other's butts and humping at random. Well, some of us anyway, that is. But the truth is we are animals and this is no bad thing. The the fact that we have both reason and instinct is what sets us apart. And if we can find the sweet spot of living from both of them, then that is when we can become the best and most successful 
version of ourselves. In order to make the best possible decisions for ourselves, our careers or businesses and our families, we need to find balance between instinct and reason. Knowing when to listen to the direction of our rational mind and when to feel into our intuition. When we're bridging the gap between instinct and reason in this way, we enable ourselves to live from a more authentic place, which not only means we feel more fulfilled in our day to day, but also that we will attract people into our lives that are that who are more aligned with us and that we have more in common with that are better suited for us all. Now, I'm not going to pretend that this is easy. Intuitive living in this way can at times be scary and challenging. When we're bombarded by sensible thoughts trying to convince us that staying in our comfortable job with the decent salary and opportunities to work our way up the ladder, it can be terrifying, a terrifying prospect to listen to that tingling in your gut that is telling you to quit and travel the world. The uncertainty leads most of us not to act at all, to play it safe and to stick to what we know. But where's the fun in that? Where's the growth? Where's the living? Something that has always driven me to act on my intuition is asking myself the question, what will my 80-year-old self thank me for? This is what has led me to end relationships that were very comfortable, but not right for me, to start my own business with no financial backing, and to take long periods of time off work unpaid to go and explore the world. Each time I asked the question, my intuition responded with, do it. And then my rational mind would pipe up with thoughts like, but what if you don't meet anyone else who's going to be this good for you? Or what if your business fails and you can't afford to take any time off? I used to feel uncomfortable with trusting my inner guide, which is only normal, so many people do. And instead, I would choose to listen to my anxious thoughts of fear. How much I listened to those thoughts were my choice. And of course, there have been times when I have listened to those thoughts for too long and that when I should have and um, put off breaking up with someone or making a scary business decision or taking time off. But in the end, I cannot deny that inner truth. Because I strongly believe that life is too short not to live how you want to and in a way that is true to yourself. What will you regret not doing when you're 80? I feel it's very important here to note that intuition isn't some woo-woo fluff. I feel that it has got a bit of a bad reputation and that lots of people tend to dismiss it as some sort of mysticism. But the truth is, there is a lot of scientific logic that backs up this inner wisdom. Put simply, our intuition comes from our unconscious mind, whereas reason comes from our conscious mind. And it can be helpful to better understand the two. Our conscious minds are in charge of, well, they're all of our conscious functions, basically. When you knowingly reach out to pick up your phone, when you calculate a sum in your head or you ask a question, it's in charge of thoughts, logic and reasoning. That is your conscious mind doing all of those things. 
Whereas your subconscious mind, they're like your autopilot systems. They take care of all of the automatic functions in the body. So everything that happens in the background without us having to really think about it, such as the fight or flight response or breathing or your heart rate, it's your subconscious mind that's also in charge of your emotions. And one of its main functions is to store and retrieve data. So all of your memories, it's like a giant memory bank that stores everything that has ever happened to you. And this is why it's so important to consult your subconscious mind via your intuition when you need help making decisions. It's job is to make sure that our conscious response, so our thoughts, our words, our behaviour, are aligned with our self-concept. Now your self-concept is who you believe yourself to be as a person. Maybe you believe yourself to be an open-minded, fun-loving creative. So that's quite a positive self-concept. Or maybe you believe yourself to be an ugly, worthless loser. Not so nice, not so positive. Whenever your conscious mind thinks a thought to do with those beliefs, those self-concepts, your subconscious mind will retrieve data in the form of images, feelings, words and sensations that act as evidence to support them. Are you aware of these? So this is happening constantly, but so often when we're just focused on that conscious response, so the thoughts that are coming up in the foreground, we miss all of those clues that are coming up from the subconscious. To sum up, I want you to think of yourself as a computer and your unconscious mind is your motherboard. It controls all of your results via your memories of past experiences And your conscious mind is like the processor. Its job is to receive input information and produce a logical output. So that's the subconscious and the conscious mind. A little bit more about that. Hopefully you understand that a bit more. It can take, if if you're not um, aware of this already or you don't feel like you fully understand it, sometimes it can take some time to do so. So maybe do a little bit more research. I will certainly be talking about this in more detail in other episodes. But I want to move on now to the importance of nonverbal communication. Have you ever just known that someone was lying? Or walked into a room where two people have just had an argument and said, oh, you could cut the tension with a knife. This is your intuition at play. Having a hunch about something without necessarily having any evidence to back it up. It's communication that feeds us our information. And in instances such as knowing whether someone's lying or sensing tension, it's our non-verbal communication. You see, our subconscious minds are, in fact, a lot smarter than our uh, conscious minds. And they are constantly operating in ways that we aren't aware of. Typically, our conscious brain will respond to someone's tone, obvious facial expressions and posture and so on. However, what they do is they miss out on the more subtle forms of communication that people might be displaying. For example, when you've had that hunch that someone is lying to you, it might be because your subconscious has picked up on changes in their rate of breathing, subtle colour variations in their complexion, or a micro muscle movement in their face. Your intuition is 
endlessly assessing and gathering information from your experiences that your logical conscious mind misses. Therefore, it shouldn't be disregarded and is and perhaps why it deserves a lot more of your trust and attention. Of course, like everything, there are pitfalls to our intuition. Sometimes it might get things wrong, depending on how you've perceived a past experience. Think of um, how a child overhears a conversation. You know when you miss hear something, you might have sent that info to your subconscious as fact when actually it's because you have perceived something wrongly or you've misheard something. So it's important to be aware of that as well with things that are coming up from your subconscious. And it is possible to change your beliefs that lie in your subconscious with your conscious mind. And again, changing beliefs is a whole nother podcast episode. And I I have tried my hardest to use my intuition to win the lottery, for example, many, many times. And unfortunately, up until this point, I have been unsuccessful. But this is probably because my subconscious mind doesn't have the knowledge, the skill or the experience of how to pick successful lottery numbers. I have never done it before and I don't understand really the inner workings of kind of probability and all those things that would help me win the lottery. So these three things, that knowledge, skill and experience are really important in, for the honor, intuition to operate at its best. Intuition, intuition works best with something that it has vast a vast bank of experiences of. For example, something I do use my intuition for and achieve success at is deciding topics for this podcast. I have a long list of possible subjects that I'm always adding to. And each week when it's time for me to decide what I want to talk to you about, I read through and there's always one that jumps out at me. I just have this feeling about that that is the one I should, that is what I should talk about this week. And sometimes my mind will, my conscious mind will try to reason with me with, oh, people won't like that or it's too similar to last week's episode. But every time I listen to that gut instinct of what episode to produce for you, that is when I get the most downloads and the most messages from people saying how much they enjoyed it. So just that's a kind of very simple example of using your intuition. And the more you trust your intuition and you kind of see the results the more inclined you will be to do it. So sometimes you've got to take that gamble, see your results. So, But you've got to be aware. So that awareness is key so that you don't miss the subtle clues and that you don't disregard then the results, the successes. Because so often we've trusted our gut instinct, achieved success, but we haven't paid attention enough to realise that we have done so. It's believed that 80% of our brain matter is made up from our subconscious and only 20% are conscious. So surely it is logical, and pun intended there, <laughs> to tap into your intuition more if it's 80% of your brain is your subconscious. And I'm sure you are all wondering now how you can improve this connection to your intuition. So I want to let you in on a few of my favourite kind of tips to do so. My first is that continual learning and self-development will both help your intuition to be louder and clearer. 
So if our instinct draws upon our knowledge and wisdom that's stored in our subconscious from our past experiences, then of course we can benefit from increasing that knowledge. Let's say you want to work more intuitively within your marketing role. The more you learn around marketing through books, mentors and courses, along with developing your team leading and management skills, the more wisdom you will have to to pull from when you connect to your inner guide for advice. My second tip and a very important one is to practice quietening your mind and being relaxed. The strongest signals from your intuition will come when you're in a peaceful and calm state. When there's all that mental noise and you're in a kind of anxious state living in your head, it's so easy to miss, like I've mentioned before, to miss those signals, those subtle cues, whether it comes up as sensations in the body or an image in your mind or a colour that our intuition is showing and bringing forward to us. So developing a regular meditation practice is the best way to do this. You don't have to spend an hour a day sitting cross-legged on a cushion. Even just five minutes sitting at your desk before you start work in the morning will make a huge difference. The more regularly you practice stepping back from that mental chatter of the mind and just observing it, so observing it from afar, creating space between your thoughts and you, your true self, the observer of the thoughts, then eventually the quieter the conscious mind will become. If you're new to meditation, there are some fantastic apps out there. I recommend Headspace as one or Insight Insight Timer. They're both brilliant. And once your ability at finding inner peace is well trained, you can practice asking your intuition questions. So my next tip is to literally ask your intuition something you want to know. Think of your subconscious and your intuition as a separate entity, your inner guide. Just like a friend, you can ask it for advice. For example, let's say you've gone on a first date and you're not sure whether you should go on a second. When you're in a connected and quiet state, you can ask, should I go on another date with Stephen? There's an immediate response of no. You can continue asking it to find out more. Why shouldn't I go on a second date? Because it doesn't feel right. But why doesn't it feel right? Because he mentioned he wanted to go travelling three times and you're already really ready to settle down and build roots here with someone. So that is an example of kind of what that internal conversation might be. Now, what will probably happen at any point during that internal conversation with your intuition is that your rational mind will pipe up with things like, oh, but he was so hot and you had such a fun time. Oh, you could just have a little bit of fun. No strings attached. Who cares if he's going travelling? So this is where you have the choice of who and how much you listen to both your intuitive and logical minds. It's up to you to find that sweet spot of finding balance between the two. Your intuition will also be giving you other clues in your physical body. So make sure you pay attention to physical sensations in response to the questions you ask. And often our intuition is telling us or giving us an answer that perhaps our rational mind doesn't like. So that is when it can be hard, but it is all a choice. Just keep reminding yourself of why. What are your long-term goals? What would your 80-year-old self thank you for? 
Another great way to building the connection to your intuition is to keep a journal where you free write all and any thoughts and emotions that come up. Even when your rational mind tells you or makes you think that you have nothing to say or that it's stupid to do so. What this does is it helps your non-conscious mind to open up and will help you notice any emotive responses you have to what you're writing. So remember, make sure you pay attention to the physical body. What is the physical body reaction? And when you have an emotive response, rather than an intellectual one, it gives you the opportunity to turn off your inner critic. And that leads me on to my final tip, which is to allow whatever you're feeling and thinking to come up without judgment. So don't let your inner critic tell you that you shouldn't be feeling it or that you're stupid for doing so. Just let it be there. Allowing emotions to flow freely in this way is a vital building block of intuition. You're always going to be faced with many logical directions you could take in life. But it's your intuition that guides you down the route that is best suited for you as an individual at that particular stage in your life. Your intuition is wisdom from your highest self. In the words of Jen Sensero, if we humans were all in harmony with our highest selves, feeding our desires instead of our fears, in the flow with Mother Nature, giving and receiving in a healthy, collaborative, conscious way, this planet would be in beautiful shape. I think that's very wise words. So practice quietening your rational mind more and listen to the knowledge of your instinct that might show up as a physical sensation in the body, an image or a word in your mind. The more you live intuitively, the more aligned you'll become with your deepest desires and the more happiness and fulfillment you'll find in your everyday life. So keep practicing, keep listening. And until next time, my loves, stay curious.